Because there it is. Yeah, paperwork all set. Got your paperwork set. I'm ready. Yeah. Howdy, everybody. I'm Robert. And I'm Ira. And this is Anti-Wave. Yeah. A podcast all about saying, uh, fuck you yeah! to the Hollywood system. That was my Nick Cage impression. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I give that a oh, fuck. B. There you go. A minus. A minus. Uh, now right. I'm hearing it. <laughs> this week, we're going to be talking about what film, Ira? Uh, we're going to be doing um, Mandy. Mandy. And our top five is uh, Nick Cage movies. Yeah. Nick Cage movies. Yeah. And guess yeah. what our game is this week? Uh, guess. Guess. You don't know, do you? Is it one that we've already done? No. We have another new game? It's a new game this week. Top five. No, I'm kidding. That's, that's the top five. Yeah. It is six degrees of Nicolas Cage. So we're going to try to find the movie. This is ambitious. I know. And you and I, it's like you and me versus producer Joey. That's She's how, got yeah. movies. She's got a few links. She'll give us the movie. And we have to figure out how do we get to Nick Cage. So I like this a lot. You and me together. This is cerebral. Right. This man. is cerebral and ambitious. Yeah. Hey, how's your week? Good. Yeah. 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 Hey, I had another rod stuck into my back going all the way into my, my spleen. <laughs> so, yeah, other than that. Typical week, huh? Typical week. Yeah, the epidural. You were some, some really crazy S&M shit. I mean, yeah, I know. Yeah, they, yeah they, she wore boots and chains and stuff. But, um, you know, that propopol, that's the stuff that killed Michael Jackson. It's a trippy drug because I was knocked out. I elected to be knocked out. The orthopedic surgeon said I was being a wimp because usually they do a local but I said, I want to be knocked out. And they give you propopol. And here's the thing that really f- fucks with you. I'm listening. It's a sedation. You're sedated, but you're not really deep asleep. You're only semi-asleep, but it's a memory blocker. Mm-hmm. And that's weird shit to think about. And for example, that um, after the procedure, I was moved from the operating table to the other table where I could recuperate for it. And they'd give me juice and stuff, but I don't remember going from one table to the next, but I was awake enough to be cooperative with my body to help get me onto the other table. I have no memory of that, no memory of the procedure, and you can even talk during it. It's a memory blocker. I kind of, that's that's weird. That's The only thing that can follow up this conversation is a review of Mandy starring Nicolas Cage. Hmm. Let's see. There's a link there? Yeah. Yeah, there is. Let's talk about drugs. Yeah. yeah. You want to get into Broken Mandy? Ball. Oh, Mel? Yeah. You want to do that first? Let's do it. Wait, we're not going to do the weekend review. Okay. Nah, fuck All right. Let's just go straight in. Really? We'll we can review later. Jeez. Yeah. I man. don't like change. I know you don't. Okay, but I'm on board. So, Robert, talk us through it. Mandy stars Nicolas Cage. And for most people, <laughs> that's enough right there. That's enough <laughs> of, a, of, a, of a review. Um,. But Nicolas Cage's uh, dream woman, he plays a logger way out in the middle of nowhere, and his dream woman has been kidnapped and murdered, set on fire in front of him by this crazy religious sect who has a a weird uh, affiliation with these demon motorcycle gang members. This sounds crazy. This is a preposterous movie, if if you were to pitch this movie. Um, And so Nicolas Cage survives. He's uh, on the brink of death, and uh, it's a big revenge movie. He comes back, and he's got to kill everybody. That's it. That's it. That's it. You just summed it up. It is a revenge movie. Yeah. Robert, 
I know you quite well. Yeah. And you know me, yeah. not just with these podcasts. By uh-huh. the way, our number 100 podcast is coming up in a few weeks. How it about is. that? We've done quite a few of these, and we also have known each other for many, many years. And I'm usually <laughs> very good, you know where I'm going, yeah. at predicting it, as you are predicting me. And I've got to tell you, with this film in particular, I don't know how you're going to go, which way you're going to vote. I don't know. I don't know, and I'm really dying to hear your overall take of the film. Did you like it? What, Let's do Week in Review. that's funny i liked this movie but there's a big but i i will never watch it again yeah um i liked it i did not love it but i understand that there this is a film that appeals to a certain kind of movie goer and it reminded me a lot of neon demon a lot of neon demon it's a very it's a it's a druggy movie. I mean, it there's a lot of uh, even discussion about not only discussion about doing acid, but they actually drop acid. They they do LSD, and it feels like the whole film has been influenced by uh, by them doing a lot of drugs. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Even the look of the film. We'll talk in a little while about the cinematography, but there's a lot. I'm calling double exposures. Yeah, that's probably the wrong term, but you certainly know what I mean. Yeah, it's also one image layered on top of well, the other exposure. to show a dreamy sequence. A lot of it was shot that way with gorgeous cinematography, emphasizing the red color. It was it was beautiful to look at. Right, but um. This also, I don't know, there was just so many things with this film that, talking about money shots, there's about a thousand money shots in this movie, but almost, it's it's almost like a money color, and I hate to get into that so early on, but it's just the redness of the movie. Um, There's so much that's red, there's there's shot after shot that uh, you you just see the texture in the film of red, and I I guess I feel like the... um, the movie itself suffered from Nicolas Cage, but maybe it also made the movie because of Nicolas hmm. Cage at the same time. Do you understand what I mean? Of course I do. Yeah. I, w- I want to say that it, it is a simple revenge movie, and we'll yeah. talk more about that too when we say do the anti-wave question. Right. Because it is structured in a very traditional Hollywood sense with the three acts. Yeah. Um, but I remember, God, I remember seeing Nevada Smith decades ago with my buddy and uh, Steve McQueen. And they, they come and they, they scalp his wife and kidnap the child and burn down his house. And the whole movie is getting even, getting revenge. And that's what this is. It's a simple revenge movie with a little bit of, it reminded me of the Devil's Disciples. Was that another one? Devil's you, Rejects? Is that what that's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It had a very much a feel like Devil's Rejects. And I want to first say that because I've been mulling this over for a number of days now. It's a good movie, but it wasn't for me. That's yes, it. That's it. That's my that's my topic sentence. As no. if I was right, it's a good. Of course, it's a good movie, but it's not for me. Yeah, this is not this is not your cup of tea. Right. And we should we should be clear. You saw it at the theater. Right. You now I saw it at. I saw it streaming. I caught caught it on iTunes. You went to the theater. Tell us about your experience. It was really interesting. The theater was packed on a matinee. It was only showing... In the uh, middle of the afternoon? In the middle of... At one o'clock in the afternoon, I I went to Santa Monica. It wasn't playing in greater LA. It wasn't playing in the San Fernando Valley. And uh, went to Santa Monica. It was packed. There were only like four or five empty seats in the theater. And the audience was so on board with this ride, they were applauding. 
they were laughing mm. and that of course affected my perception of the film too you get that's contagious that energy is contagious um maybe if i watched it at home streaming on my tv i might have been more distracted i wouldn't have been as into it perhaps as if seeing it in a theater on a large screen packed with an audience that was so on board i mean the woman next to me was just applauding and laughing in the moments and just it was so um so over the top it's also one of those uh, purposely bad movies it's it's meant to be bad in certain moments does that know, make sense? I, I do know what you mean. And for me, it has it's an interesting it's a grindhouse film. Right. I love that. You know, here's what I it's a grindhouse film and it's an art house film. It's got both components. That's a really good, Isn't that articulate? Yeah, that's I came a really up good with that one at three in the morning. It is a grindhouse. It's like Tarantino when he made that double bill old fashioned movie. Remember yeah, the Planet I know what you're Death. saying, but that was almost but, straight up that was his homage to Grindhouse. Yes. This this is, is, I think you're more right. accurate. It, this is this grind is, art house. Yes. yes. Or art grindhouse. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably it better is an art, art grindhouse. It is an art grindhouse. It, it's artsy. It's very artsy. And the, I mean, well, let's get into this. Even like the music I felt was, for me, over the top deliberate. Yeah. And let me just mention one specific scene where it's she- It's also a lot of tones. It's a lot of- Yes. Wow. Yes. Yeah. A lot of that. And Like doing that kind of thing. Wait, do that again. This is, we're switching. Wow. I'm sorry. Can you do that a little bit slower for us, please? Yeah. Okay. It's almost like a, a cow mooing, but it's like, remember <laughs> yeah. the, those old little uh, containers that you'd see at gas stations where yeah, it's yeah, like- Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. One of those kind of things. Did you do the music to Mandy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was just me sitting in front of the microphone. Yeah. When Mandy, uh, the the wife, uh, goes into that that country store, mm-hmm. and the woman, the long haired, white haired woman, who's part of the cult, uh, said, "Oh, where do you live, honey? Crystal Lake." She said, mm-hmm. "Oh, Crystal Lake." Cut to music. Yeah. You, know, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was it was self conscious and it was um, deliberate. It was deliberate. But somehow that added to it too. Yeah. And I know, Robert, you've spoken about this before that where music, where it's signaling what you're supposed to be feeling is always kind of a cheap shot. I've yeah. heard you say that. I but, have felt that way. Yeah. Yeah. And the movie, the music was doing it in this film, but you forgive it somehow because it is so stylized and over the top and self conscious. Yeah. It was a lot of like atonal groaning and it was meant, it was kind of making you feel this is supposed to be disturbing. And uh, yeah. and I don't really care for that, but I I don't know I think the people who like this film are gonna love this film absolutely, and the people who don't like this kind of film will not like right. it. Right? I mean, look at the crit. Actually, it's getting a lot of the critics are giving it a lot of great reviews. But when you go to Rotten Tomatoes or IMDb and read the comments, some people regular viewers um, are giving it like a zero or a one, mm-hmm. and they just say it's a lot of crap and a waste of time and. Why is Nicolas Cage doing these things? But a lot of these regular, legitimate critics are are praising it. Well, I think you got to got to admire Nicolas Cage because he's not boring. You know, you could say a lot of things about right. Nicolas Cage, but he's not slowing down his career. He's definitely trying new things. Some of it doesn't work. I mean, I challenge you to think of someone who's had more of a varied career than... I mean, he's been nominated for Oscars, mm-hmm. and yet, I mean, he's probably... I, I'm sure he's been nominated for Razzies. I mean, he, who has... Not that other people haven't as well. I mean, we can name many actors who've been nominated for both. But this guy just totally regularly runs the gamut. Between, and looking at his body of work, you know, which right. we considered for our top five, and he's been nominated for an Oscar for Best Actor for Leaving Las Vegas. 
Uh, Robert, he won and the for Gold- adaptation. Oh, for the, both of those, and he won the Golden Globe. He won the Golden Globe for right. leaving Las Vegas. So he's quite a proven, accomplished actor. But um, of course, there's a whole background that we know about with Nick Cage that he's so difficult to work with, and he's bankrupt. He spent all of his money, so he's he's doing these other films, or that's maybe that's true, like five and ten years ago, where he was doing more crappy films. Yeah, to I think pay the so. Bills. I think now he's right. kind this of just, is a, let me just a try resurgence. To do stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, definitely an art house movie and a grindhouse movie. Um, the uh, scene to me, there, there's a few scenes that needed his overacting style. After he slips out of the barbed wire handcuffs or whatever, and he comes back home and drinks the vodka, it was Nicolas Cage at his most Nicolas Cage, where he's like, ah! and just screaming. And you know, you're stealing my money shot. Of is course. that your money of course. shot? Isn't it everyone's Him money in shot? his underwear. The bathroom. In the bathroom. Yeah. yeah. With the wallpaper. Yeah. With that, the floor delice wallpaper. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's Nick Cage o- over the top. And, and, and people love that. And it just goes on way too long. I think that's an, an issue that I have with this movie is that I, I like when movies breathe. I've talked about that a lot on this podcast. Right. But things breathe a little too much here. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a difference between, um, you know, you open a bottle of wine, you want it to breathe, but you don't want it to go stale. Like, you don't want right. to let it out too long where it loses something. And I think that's kind of what's happening here. Some of these shots are, are lingering too long. It's almost in love with itself. And I know they're trying to create a pace and, a, and, and this kind of flow and a slow burn. I really like slow burns with movies like Alien or, or The Shining, which have this great slow buildup into this climactic... Um, uh, big, furious climax. I don't, and I think this does have a climax, but I don't think the slow burn really works here so right. much. I understand. It took its time in such a deliberate way, Robert. I was curious. I was. We were like fifteen minutes in the film, and there was no opening title where they give the title of the mm-hmm. movie at the beginning. But the title is given at the end of the first act, where it says "Mandy" and it's in red, yeah. and it's like animated and with the the, the calligraphy, like you know, like it's very self conscious. And it was also strange that they. It almost seemed to have different chapter titles in in other parts. It was right. very weird. Like you. You give the chapter title before you give the title of the film. Right. Very strange. Yeah, I agree. I, but, I, think, I think tipping my hand a little bit about the anti-wave, don't forget what you were going to say. Yeah. I think it would be, you, anyone would be hard-pressed to say that this is not anti-wave in its approach. Now, maybe in terms of having a good guy, bad guy, villain or whatever, and I hate to get into that so soon, but there are so many anti-wave approaches here. This is this is definitely an anti-wave. The telling film. of the story, yeah, was anti-wave right. more so than the, the story, story itself. itself. Hmm, Robert, Robert. So yeah. if we're using Josh, we would say the plot here is anti-wave. That's the right. story That's is right. not. That's right. You know something interesting too. Was it last week or two weeks ago? We were talking about actors who could have played a different role in a film. Oh yeah. Do you remember that? And while I was watching this movie, I thought, well, Nick Cage could be playing the leader of the cult especially that one speech he gives, that yeah. insane rambling speech. And I could see him playing that part. And I happened to do some research. You're I found appreciate. out about the same thing. I read he about He was this. offered the part, the other part of the leader of the cult, the, the, who does the murdering, and Nick Cage lobbied, lobbied to be the hero. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? And the guy who played the cult leader yes. actually was a cult leader. Is that true? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Wow. That's right. Yeah. So that's cool that you, you found that out um, 
as well. I have a couple questions for you, though, about yeah. the film. Number one, um, it took place... It was a period piece. It took place in the 80s. 80s, right. And they, they, it was clever the way they got that. We heard Reagan speaking on the TV. They even showed on TV uh, late at night what I call the snow, you know, an analog TV where right. it's not the reception. There were little subtleties like that. Why was it an 80s movie? Could that same exact story be told today? Yes. I think it was an 80s movie. How did movie. that add to it? I think it was an 80s movie for two reasons. One, I think the director had made another movie like Beyond the Black Rainbow. Right. And I think that was set in the 80s. And I think you set this in the same time period. So I think he's trying to connect his universes. Hmm. Universities. University. Universities. 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 And I think also there is something uh, kitschy and automatically cult-like about the 1980s. I don't disagree with that. And more so than even the 80s and even the 70s, it's the 80s that really have this. Um, I mean, I think that there's a, uh, okay, Stranger Things came out. Right. And the fact that it was set in the 80s really, really makes it more, what am I trying to say? More necess- more necessary in our culture. I, I think a big part of the popularity of Stranger Things was the fact that it was in the 80s. Not not the only thing, but you could have told that story today, right? Like, and put it in a modern time. So I don't disagree with you I, here, but I Mandy. don't disagree. With, it just felt right that it was an '80s movie. Yeah, it just felt right. I think yeah. there's a lot of that going on. I think mm-hmm. the '80s are getting this resurgence in terms of setting their movies. People are setting the movies and TV shows in the right. '80s. Right. It also was the, a real blossoming of pop culture at that time. You have a lot of. Pac-Man and uh, in Ghostbusters and things like that from mm-hmm. the 80s that were really, really blossoming, more so than even the the 70s. Uh, and they were blossoming in this way that like everyone was on board. There were certain pop culture things that everyone did. In the 90s, it starts to splinter to where you ha- it starts to become fragmented. Specialized. Yeah. And then by the early 2000s, it's highly specialized. And now... I mean, there's so much pop culture that what do we? What really permeates everybody? There's very few things that everyone has done. There's a glut. Yeah. There's a glut of pop culture. Right. Yeah. It's almost like, except for Trump's tweets, nothing unites us, <laughs> which is sad to say. <laughs> sure. I got one more question for you. Yeah. And I was, I'm curious about how you're going to respond to this question. Why didn't he, Nicolas Cage character, after they murdered his wife, call the police? It's the backwoods, man. What? You have to settle it in backwoods wait, wait, way. Saying, wait, you're saying, or oh, then there'd be no movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's why. No, seriously. Why? Because in the backwoods, there's a lumberjack, right? And we saw yeah. trees falling at the beginning. So they're too isolated. Is that the reason? I guess. I guess. Yeah. Call the police. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. There'd just be no movie. There'd be no movie. That's why I didn't call the police. Okay. I, I think this movie cannot... It won't stand up to extensive questioning. If you really start picking at this movie, you're yeah. going to go, why did they... Okay, you're already done. Yeah. Like You're not going to be satisfied with any of the responses that come out. You're going to just have to strap in and hold on for the ride. Yeah. You know, we were speaking about the music, and I do want to say that the person who did the music... Yeah, that's good. That's good. Are you aware that he also did the music to two films? He did Theory of Everything. Hmm. How about that? And Mother... Mother. Mother! I knew you were going to say it that way. That's a lowercase m and an exclamation point, as Robert just demonstrated. And uh, and he, he died, right? And the film was dedicated 
He died. Oh, he died. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, so he died. So I just wanted to. Um, Is he in our dead that. corner? Yeah. Oh, God, he should be. Johan Johansson. Johan. Uh, Johan. Son. Johan Johansson. <laughs> His name is Johan Johansson. Johan, yeah. Johan Johansson. It is. Google it. Don't you think the, his parents could have done a Johan, better job? Johan, well, he's dead. So what Johan Johansson? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you like the movie? And again, I really wrestled with this for three days that it's a good thing. How could you? I don't think it, the people are saying it's crap. It's not crap. It's a well-crafted film. It is a good film. I didn't care for it. And I don't think that's a contradiction of logic. I think that both opinions can exist mutually exclusive. Well, let me ask you a question. But you're going to think I'm making Ira a movie. You're going to think I'm making sure a joke, well but let me ask you this. Isle of Dogs. Neither one of wow. us really cared about Our Isle reaction of Dogs. Was, and yeah. You know what? I'm going to suggest that Isle of Dogs, though, that the animation was damn good. The The mood it achieved, the camera angles, obviously it was shot like a film. The different perspectives mm-hmm. of pulling it in, the point of view shots and all that. So it was well crafted, but it was just so damn cute. It was so self-consciously cute. Annoyingly cute? Yeah, that's okay. the only movie that we've critiqued since we were doing this podcast that I would have walked out on. And I looked at my watch. It was in love with itself. It was in love with itself. It was in love with itself. It was self-conscious. It knew it was being cute. And that I don't have tolerance for that. And um, and that's the only film I could have seen myself. What if it was a hot of. chick in, in tall stiletto heels oh, I'm with there. nice legs? Yeah. Would you tolerate her being like knowing that she's cute? I, I'd buy the Blu-ray. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you had to watch Isle of Dogs or if oh. you had to watch uh, if you had to watch Mandy. Mandy? Again. Oh, man. Either would be my hell. <laughs> Why not make it a double bill? I'll watch them both. <laughs> you don't have to watch both. You just have to watch one. I, I can't. The, the, I, I, the, you're going to be surprised by this. If I had to pick, I think I'd go with Mandy. I do. Really? Yeah. I no, I'm s- not surprised by that. I think, I, I think I probably would, too. Yeah. I, d- I did not care for Isle of Dogs for the exact same reasons you just said. It was too self-consciously cute. Yeah. You know, you and I don't always see eye to eye on movies, but for some reason, Isle of Dogs just really stuck in our craw, huh? Yep. Yep. And I can actually understand where someone else would like it. Oh, yeah. I get why people would like it. It's just not for us, I think. Mm -hmm. I'd rather see Mandy. By the way, I have to tell you that I, I really half expected at the very end with the closing credits that we hear Barry Manilow. Oh, Mandy, you did it. Okay. There's but that would have been campy. It would have lost its magic. Or would, really? that, have I act- think would, or would that have been the hoot? In the, in the cre- by the credits, it's not like, it's not like all the, uh, the efforts that have been put forth so far all of a sudden fall apart. You know, it was great, but then the fucking credit music came up and then it just sucked. Uh, they should have done that. Yeah. They should have put that in. Yeah. Maybe yeah. they couldn't get the rights. Yeah. Oh, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Nicholas Cage. Well, let's talk money shots. What else? Oh, money shots. I already gave mine away. How can it not be? And we should explain what happens. It's um after well, it's such a traditionally structured thing, like we implied earlier. In in, in the first act, we see them as a let me may I go off on this tangent? Please, go ahead. That we see them as a loving couple, they really get each other. There's that wonderful scene where they're in bed together talking about what's your favorite planet, mm-hmm. Saturn, Jupiter, and the content doesn't matter, it just shows that they're 
bonded, that they're connected. And of course, in act two is that the bad people get her. And then in act three, he gets even. He's like, I'm going to get you, sucker. Mm -hmm. And he gets his revenge. The money shot for me is after he sees what they did to his wife. Um, and he goes home and he goes on a drunk. Actually, it's the alcohol. Do you think he, the character is a former alcoholic? Possibly. Maybe. He's a logger. Maybe. Yeah, he's a, well, loggers are. And he. Uh, all loggers are alcoholics. All loggers right? are alcohol. So he, he pours. We just totally alienated I our logging yeah, community. Yeah, we just lost a third of our. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jerry, the, uh, the logger. <laughs> we only have three listeners. <laughs> he just turned off. What is it? That was like vodka? I guess it was, it was a I bottles guess, of yeah. vodka or something with the alcohol. He was pouring it because he had blood. It was Nicolas Cage it. juice. It made him become Nicholas Cage. Pouring it, the stinging, the stinging, and it was one mass. I call it a master shot. I hope that's the right term. The camera was stationary. It was a wide angle. We saw the whole room with that incredible wallpaper where the floor delise in red or Mm -hmm. pink or something. And he's just manic, going over the top, screaming, going through all these emotions in in pretty much one take. That has to be a money shot. It's pretty obvious that I zeroed in on that moment but for me that was mine what about you i think my money shot is just like i said before all the reds there was a really great shot of uh i think when she's walking down the street and sees the cult for the first time and the screen turns very red it freeze frames on her face yes there's a lot of uh shots of the woods and just that red taking over and that will go down for me as a uh as a money shot just i guess a lot of the woods and reds I think, you know, someone, people say that films are made three times, once in the writing, once in the production, and once in the editing. You've heard that before? Sure. I think this movie was really only made in the production. I don't think the script is very solid. The characters really all sound the same. They all kind of speak the same. It's all the same voice. I don't think it's very strongly written. It's a traditional three-act structure. There's nothing special about it. It's actually not edited all that well, I don't think. There's a few kind of trippy things that maybe carry over. So maybe it's edited a was little... It, was that intentional? What? The, the way it was edited? Oh, I think so. trippy? Yeah, I, I think so. I think it was... I mean, they're adding some different effects in, which is nice, and, you know, freeze frames and things like that. Uh, adding a lot of the colorized effects that we're talking about. We're talking about the red color. And I definitely think that that's there, but I, the editing could have been cleaned up. I think it could have been a lot tighter. I think it would have actually made the whole film a lot better. Right. But the production really seems to be where this thing thrived. And, you know, the director is kind of known for putting a, an LED light. He aims an LED light into the lens to give it that kind of milky, soft mm-hmm. effect. Mm-hmm. And I think they're really playing around during the production, having a field day. And that's what's really being shown off most here is the production. Right. And right. I, I don't think that the story is really carrying over. I mean, this is reminiscent of other films, like I've said before, uh, Neon Demon, which is a fantastic, weird, trippy film that will leave you kind of... It's very artsy. It's very, what the fuck's going on? Beautiful colors like this uh, as well, but, but done a little bit better, I think. Uh, Hobo with a Shotgun. A lot of these kind of campy movies that for some reason are popping up at these major festivals. It should be noted that Mandy was at Sundance and Con. And wow. he got a five minute standing ovation at wow. the Con Film Festival, which is What does that tell you? What seriously, what does that say? I don't know. Are they know. applauding for Nick Cage? Like this is his comeback movie? Maybe. I think there's gotta be part of that. I think there's they're all they're also in love with themselves, right? I mean it's a lot of Oh, you have made a film, and we will. And they're in love with the first the director, his first film. It's a what second was it? film. Uh, 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 what was the beyond first the one? black beyond rainbow. the black? Yeah, that that too was a 
a darling film? Did yeah. the critics embrace that? I, I, the standing ovation for how many minutes? Five minutes, apparently. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I just don't think that this is worthy of a five-minute no. standing ovation. Uh, it's it's not one of those films that really moves you. It, it is, it's a it's a film for film goers, but it's not a film that. Um, I mean, I'm a film goer, and so are you. And it's it's a very specialized niche. It's it's not everybody who likes, who just enjoys films. It's a very specialized kind of tweak. Right. Right. It's also, I mean, I guess it reminds me a lot of uh, like the like Holy Mountain or uh, you know what are the other um, like Mexican cinema. It, it, mm. it, there's it's it's not derivative, but it's reminiscent of a lot mm-hmm. of other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At any rate, I think the Reds are my money shot. As far as it being anti-wave, by the way. I just realized the word. Look, I remember things you say, and this was months ago. Isle of Dogs, here's what you said. It was too precious. Robert, I remember things that you said. I think you said that. Oh, I thought it was you. Ah, let's take credit for it. I said it it was very pra, and you said shus. That's us. Yeah. Yeah. We're like the yin and yang of cinema. Fuck you, man. (laughs) So, anti-wave. Okay. I've thought long and hard about this. I'm being a little bit redundant, but let me articulate this one last time. Mm-hmm. It's a revenge movie and it's nothing more. In fact, Robert, I thought maybe there was going to have a twist ending. I yeah. did. I really did. I thought for a minute, it, this is, I thought maybe Nick Cage was tripping out and dead. He was, didn't you think, may, I was wanting something like that, which brings up the last shot where he's in the car and his dead wife appears and, and then disappears. And doesn't Nick Cage sort of smile at the camera? There's a weird smile. And I was wondering, what the fuck was that last shot? Do you remember seeing that at the very, very end? Oh, yeah. There's I think like, that's part of my money shot is that, that redness and him covered in blood looking right, at her. Right, right. At any rate. Okay. I, I, think, I, dig- I, I think part of the issue with this movie is also why it drives me up a wall. What the fuck's his name? The straight story guy. The guy that... Uh, Lynch. David Lynch. Yeah. His films like Mulholland Drive, everybody gets all up in arms. Like, oh my goodness, this is such beautiful art. And I'm going, what the fuck? What's going on? Right, right. Like, tell a story. Right. And when he does, he's great at it. But I, I don't... It feels like masturbation. Right. It feels right. like... Right, Oh, I shot some cool stuff and uh, you get to decide how it all links together. Right. No, motherfucker, you got to do that. And this, of course, was my issue with it. As far as on the anti-wave scale, it's a revenge movie and it's nothing more than that. It's a simple three-act revenge film where you've got your protagonist, a good guy, and and, and then we have the all the antagonists, the cult, and, and then at the end, the good guy wins. So it's a very Hollywood film in that regard. Hang on. Three, Hang on one yeah, second. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I, I want Producer Joey to find something for me. Producer Joey, there's an Armenian film and it's got the word pomegranates in it. It's something in pomegranates. Can you try to find that movie, what it's called? It's a real famous... The Color of Pomegranates, that's what it is. Oh. Sorry, go ahead. I red. needed to have Wait, that in my head so I could talk red. about something. Yeah. See? Yeah. 
ties into yeah anyway so i just want to say that it was a hollywood movie in the sense i just articulated with the three acts yeah. you got my woman i'm gonna get you i'm gonna get you sucker and i'm gonna get even it can't be that's a basic basic hollywood story that's been told so many times however the telling of the story is what makes it anti-wave it's so it like, is on the anti-wave scale. it's like nicholas cage got hold of a mel gibson script do you know what i mean <laughs> yeah yeah and just said fuck it let me yeah, do it my yeah, way yeah yeah but I'm not going to give it a high number on the anti-wave scale. You are. You're going to go higher than I am. I think you have I'm to. Not. I no, think you have I to can't say give, it's a traditional Robert. It's a re- story. It's revenge. We've seen it done so many times. But that's the and story. We've seen it done better. We've yes. seen it done better in other films. And again, Act One, Act Two, Act Three. It's got the Hollywood but ending. Remember this, where he nails the bad guys. The scale Boom. is not about better or worse. It's not about how good or bad is it. It's about is this anti-wave? Yes, but not in structure, but in the telling of the story. But that's only one element, the structure. Mm, and I think that's the, a big element, though. That's uh, a big chunk element. But I don't think your average moviegoer, when they go see this, I don't think that that one element is what's sticking out to them. I think they're going, what the fuck is happening? I agree, but I'm still not going to go over five. I'm hovering at 4.7. I know you're going to go higher. I know you're going to go higher. But it's still, I can't get past. I think I have to go an eight or nine wow, here. Wow. <laughs> Again, we're sort of saying the same thing. You get yeah. me and I say get you. you. Yeah, but somewhere in the middle, maybe we can meet on this. But it, it's still a basic Hollywood story. It, if it had a fucked up ending, if it had a fucked up, then I'd give it a nine. Well, you know, yeah. Like they, they do the same thing to him at the end that they did his Or wife. he became, but, let's well, ante this. Yeah, he becomes, he becomes the leader along. of the cult. What if he, he becomes, becomes the leader of the cult? I would have liked that a lot more. Yeah. What's that one word title? The Jake Guggenheim. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. What was that one film that just, you know, oh, Enemy. That movie. That movie. And I know we spoke about that months ago. Mm -hmm. But I was hoping there'd be something like you know the 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 demon within yourself. Right. The and which has been done. I know that's been done in literature. It's been done in many other movies. We can all rattle off those films. But I was really hoping that there'd be something like that. The demon within himself, and that maybe it. I would like that. Man, I'd give it a nine point seven if he creates his own cult at the end and the very end. He sees an attractive woman in a store and looks at her with that Nick Cage look. Boom! Cut to credits. Why is it always boom? I don't know. Why do you boom at the end? Boom! Boom! Do you write that in your screenplays? No, snap two. (laughs) I have been known to write snap two. Snap two. Snap two. Boom! Snap two black. (laughs) Snap two black. Why has it got to be black? Well, because... Why can't it be African-American? Well, uh, snap Snap two African-American. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're saying the same thing, just slightly different on our numbers, but... yeah. Yeah. Uh, the reason I was bringing up the color of pomegranates, it's a, it's a film that is visual poetry, uh, and it, there is no real common narrative thread. It's very visual. There's a lot of color, and I feel like with that movie, things were deliberately done. Like, like, like I said, visual poetry. That's mm-hmm. the best way to describe it. Mm-hmm. And it's one shot to the next, to the next, to the next. And I think you have to be very patient with a film like that because if you go in looking for a traditional narrative structure, you're out. I mean, I, I really don't know how more anti-wave you can get. And I think this movie had a lot of the, the beautiful elements 
visually speaking, but not narratively. And I, that's where I think I can come to your, your aid here. Uh, you know, and maybe if it had abandoned some of those, it could have been even a little more successful in my eyes. We've talked on this podcast before about the possibility that a film could be too beautiful. Mm. And I don't know if it's too beautiful, but I do think that the visuals almost take away from this film. Do you remember the two movies that we have that could be in that category? What Dreams May oh, Come. What Dreams May Come was the one you suggested. Yeah. And I suggested the first Thomas Crown Affair. Yeah. That it was almost too self-consciously pretty. Right. Which is an arguable statement. Yeah. A lot of people disagree. But this could also be a third film where it was almost too pretty i I, when when you brought that up i think i flat out kind of rejected yes you said no and i still stand by that but i think the fact that we're finding exceptions that that could possibly be within that realm yeah um kind of proves the rule right the exception that proves the rule right so i think uh, for 99.999 percent of movies no i don't think you could be too pretty agreed but sometimes two or three that could be that could be right and and that list is um it's been growing a little yes, bit. Yes, it has. We're up at three. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Interesting. Yeah. Would no. you recommend this movie to a friend? No. What if it was somebody that you really hated? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. But it's not a bad... No, but here's where it's I'm not a contradiction. A bad movie. Yeah. It's a good film. It's very, very well executed. It's just not for me. You know what? It is exactly what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. But I still think it's... I think even being what it's supposed to be, I still think it could be tightened up editing. It's exercise and masturbation, like you said. I do think it's Agreed. That. Agreed. Hey, let's do Week in Review. Ah, so now we're going to... Boy, you really threw me a loop here. Yeah, man. I don't like I, I wanted to talk about Mandy. I don't like... Oh, Mandy. I still say they should have gone into the Barry Manilow song. Mm. Yeah, you know what, Robert? Some are old, some are new. We now present the Week in Review. You go first, my friend. Well... Yes? Me? What if I didn't see anything this week? Oh, I doubt that. Um, What did I see this week? You know what? Uh, I saw a couple of kind of cheesy movies with uh, with the misses. We watched uh, Sky High. Have you seen Sky High before? No. It was an it's an older film, but it was a uh, Disney movie about superheroes and going to the high school to learn to be a superhero. Oh, Sky High. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then uh, what else did we watch? Watch Overboard. Uh, Oh, you saw that? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, watched a great film that needs to be brought up more often. So this is the film I'd really like to highlight, Gattaca. Have you seen Gattaca? I have not seen Gattaca. Ira, I know. I'm going to send you home with it I know. today. You have it? Yeah. Can I'm I go send home, you home with can it? Can I go home now? Yeah. Please, leave now. I want you to go home right now. I need to see that film. Yeah, you really do. And I think you'd like it. It's very much in the, in the same vein of the game. I feel like it's that same feel it's not it's not the storyline is nothing similar but uh it's got the same kind of there's some twists and turns that are going on they're really interesting nice yeah gattaca gattaca it's one of my it's one of my favorite sci-fi films now i definitely need to see it i'm taking it home tonight for my week in review, yeah. a few films I want to acknowledge. There's a movie I saw called Poison. Now there's like four or five poisons. This is a this is the cheap bad one that was made in two thousand and one. It's also got another name, the Thy Neighbor's Wife. Thy Neighbor's Wife. And it was all about um Wait, is this Poison Ivy? No. No, uh. it's just called Poison. Yeah. Do you and, remember the Poison Ivy movies? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like you, you would know those. Oh yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Um The Husband's Death. 
and the the wife thinks she knows who did it and so she becomes the maid the housekeeper next door to infiltrate and knock them all off one at a time Mm. it's a stupid bad movie but i also saw for the first time the warriors you hadn't seen it about this i've never seen it I've never seen The Warriors. This was a... You texted me that you were watching yes, it. Yes, I texted you that last night in the middle of a rambling text. Oh, I'm watching The Warriors. So my stream of consciousness texts you. I've never seen it. It was on broadcast TV. I found myself watching it in 1979. Walter Hill. You know, I got to tell you, I got Walter Hill and George Roy Hill. I always got them. They're very different yeah. with what they do. Yeah. But I'm finally getting a difference between those two directors. Um, Robert, I know it's a favorite of a lot of people, yeah. right? It's a favorite of yours? Yeah. I love that movie. Is it is it because it's a good movie, or it, it it seemed? Let me say this: it seemed cheesy. It is. It it didn't hold up well. Maybe it was made in seventy nine, but I would think even in seventy nine, it's not a good movie, is it? Well, here's and what yet I think: I've heard it is. so many things about it. Captured something. It got something. There's a roughness to it. There's a. It definitely was a. It was cheesy. I mean, you got all these gangs running around in makeup, and it's like, what the fuck's going on? But these characters are so... They're they're out of left field, and they're over the top in a really fun way. Yeah, I agree. I agree. The Furies? The baseball Furies? Oh, yeah. Oh, man, those guys are awesome. baseball players with a white face, and the the bats all holding bats. That's so awesome. Yeah, Yeah, awesome. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's... It's yeah. silly, but the bad it's... guy. What's that? You know, the bad guy was on roller skates at the end. You want to say stop being silly and take off your fucking skates? I know, right? Yeah, it's so seventies. Yeah. yeah, that's such you a know, great the same 70s actor. Film. He was in, he was in Xanadu, by the way. I researched oh, was that, he? and that makes sense. The famous idea was an ice skating yeah. rink, so he was starred in Xanadu. That's very funny. It was cheesy. It's not a good film, but it held my attention. I think that's a good way to put it. it. I, that's it. And I stayed up till 2.30 last night. I was going to stop when it had another four. I figured I got to stay up and see how this thing But there's some really interesting parts to it. First of all, I mean, not the whole, not all of the gang makes it back. That's true. You know? That's um, true. And there's, it's interesting to watch them get picked off. You don't know who is going to come back. You don't know. I mean, it, it really does leave you questioning what's going to happen here. Right, right. Right, and it's not a good movie, but it does hold your attention. Yes, it did. You know That's what it, it is? I couldn't. It's a it's a Big Mac. It's not a it's it's not a great meal, but it does the job. That's it. That's it. Difficult shoot, by the way. I read a lot about the production itself. Yeah. There's a lot of friction and strife on the set. But I was always curious about the Warriors, so I watched it last night. You know, tell him to take off his skates. He's silly. It's skates. fun. I it think is fun. fun. It was cornball. It was cheesy. The last shot with the sun coming up. Actually, the premise was interesting, you know, where he's uh, falsely accused of murdering the guy. Yeah. And now they got to get from one burrow to the other before sunrise. That's a really cool premise. Yeah. Cheesy. Anyway, oh. one more thing. Let me just mention one more thing, which is not a feature film. I can't believe we sat here and talked about the Warriors and no one said, Warriors! Yeah, that's it. yeah. yeah. I, lo- I love that. Right. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like that beat. How was it? Yeah. <laughs> All right. I just want to mention one more thing. It's not a feature film, but it certainly could be. It's a um, a streaming series, The Marvelous Miss Mabel. Yeah. And it's wonderful. It's really the script, the writing, the acting, the cinematography. It's a period piece. I don't know why I have no interest in this. 
But so. I didn't either. But my good buddy and his wife said, watch this, you'll like it. And she just has a knack for stand-up comedy. And it's it's won a lot of awards. You know, it won the Emmy uh, for Best Show. She right. won Best Actress. And again, I just want to point out, it won the Golden Globe also, right. um, that it was made by Amazon Studios. So look what's happening. Look what's happening. This is made by Am- Amazon. Farewell. Yeah. Universal, yeah, yeah. Farewell, yeah. Paramount, yeah. Channels Farewell, two, four, and Warner seven. Brothers. Look at channels two, four, and seven. You know, yeah. I mean, now it's it's Netflix and Amazon Studios. But I had the same reaction. I didn't think I would get into it. But man, give it a try. I suggest you watch the marvelous Miss Mabel. I suggest you mind your own fucking beeswax. <laughs> that is the week in review. Yeah. Hey, you want to play a game? A game time. Yeah. Let's do it. We have a new one. Are you ready for the game, producer Joey? She needs a second. Oh, well, in that case, well, let's do Dead there's Corner. two things, Dead Corner, and also have one email I want to share. Well, let's so do the email like do first. I saw that email. It has to do with our top five. It does. Right? Let's get into that when we get to our top Good five. Good point. There's a certain symmetry and flow you have in mind. Let's do Dead so Corner. So you're suggesting that, got to tell you, unfortunately, must the following people, they done turned to dust. Who's dead? We lost the following people, passed away in the industry the last week. We lost um, 88-year-old... Iris Aker, uh, American actress. She was in Flight of the Navigator. I love that film. I just like that movie a lot. And so uh, she's dead. We lost Perry. (laughs) (laughs) Robert, that's your humor. Perry Miller Adalto, 97 years old, female with a first name Perry. She was a film uh, producer, did almost all TV, won many Emmys. But I want to say that she was the first woman ever to win the Directors Guild of America Award for a film on Georgia O'Keeffe. Annette Michelson, 95-year-old American film and art critic, and she contributed a lot to cinema studies. We also lost an 85-year-old American actor, Ben uh, Ronsley, who is in Nothing in Common. I love that film. With Tom Hanks and I Jackie know. Gleason. Nothing in common. Nothing in common. It, uh, yeah, Jackie Gleason, Tom Hanks. Gary Marshall directed it. Mm. It's just a really nice film. He was in that. Our Dead Corner Spotlight. Mm-hmm. Kirk Douglas. Kirk Douglas. Yeah, dead. He's, dead. dead? Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, uh, Actor. But mostly he's known for being the father of Michael Douglas. Oh. That's his claim to fame. Oh, the father that's of Michael his, Douglas. Yeah, I didn't know you were talking about. Right, right. That's it. That's yeah. my Didn't you do corner. some Spartacus something? Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'm Spartacus. Yeah, no, you're not. <laughs> yeah, other yeah, movies. I don't know. He's dead, so it doesn't matter. All right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Hey, producer Joey, you want to play a game? Yeah, she says. All right. So producer Joey's going to give us the movie. Yeah. And then you got to tell us how many steps away. Oh, should. Oh, we're not going to do it that way. The way that, the way that we discussed before the show. <laughs> but, She's saying no. Wait. She's what about changing our, the rules? What about our rehearsal? Our planning? <laughs> All right. So what's our first movie? Pitch Perfect. All right, Ira. We need to get from Pitch Perfect to Nicolas Cage. In is it? And how many? How many steps? Well, how that's many, what I asked, and then and she, she said she's getting, not playing. It doesn't that matter. Way. Okay. Less than less than six degrees. All right. So it's less this than is, six. I steps. like this game, but it can be time consuming. Yeah, I know. That. You know what I mean? It's time consuming. Okay. okay. So well, let's go Anna Kendrick. That seems like the easiest. Obviously. Out right. So Anna Kendrick. What movies has Anna Kendrick been in? Let's think this through. Well, she was in uh, Up in the Air with George Clooney. That's That'll correct. get us somewhere. She was nominated for an Oscar. All right. So George George Clooney, What was was he in anything no. with Nicolas Cage? No, there's no link there. Let's try a different route. Well, hold on. Are we done already? No, we're done with Up in the Air. But I'm suggesting we go to a different Anna Kendrick movie. Oh, wait. What are some other ones? Well, she just came out with that one last week. A Simple Plan or Simple Something. It just yeah. came out with Blake Lively. Wow. Blake Lively. Do you know who she is? Yeah. Is there a link there? 
with Blake Lively. Um, or we could do, you know what else we could do? Let's go back to Pitch Perfect. What, what was that? The Night at the Museum 3 oh, with Ben Stiller. So Rebel Wilson was in, was in that with Ben Stiller. Now, was Ben Stiller, how do we get to Nicolas Cage from Ben Stiller? Who's in I movies? like where you're going, but I don't think that's it. Hmm. Um, 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 um. Oh, I got it. I got it. Do I got, you really? I got the whole Do thing. Do you really? Now, this is one way, but I got it. Go. Okay. So If you if you nail this. No, I just got it. I, I got the whole connection. Yeah. If yeah. you nail it, I'll be very impressed. Go ahead. Okay. <clears throat> so, uh, we got to Blake Lively. Right. All right. So, we went from Anna Kendrick. To Blake Lively. To Blake Lively through the, what was it called? A the, Simple Plan? Right. Something like that. Something like that. Okay. So Blake Lively was in what's that the the hot, the hot, the town with You're right. um Ben Affleck. That's correct. Ben Affleck was in Argo with John Goodman. John Goodman was in The Big Lebowski with John Turturro. John Turturro <laughs> I'm getting there. I'm taking up at if, least if, 6 degrees. I, we're all tracking T- you. Turturro was in um Box of Moonlight with Oh, what the fuck's his name? Oh, the, 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 the Box of Moonlight. Okay, uh, he was in Moon. Sam Rockwell. All right, so he was in Box of Moonlight with Sam Rockwell. And Sam Rockwell was a matchstick man with Nicholas Cage. I swear to God, if that's it, is that really it? No, that's not what she did. So I, there's I, another... Because that was like nine was degrees. John Turturro, by any chance, in Raising Arizona... Was he? John Turturro? Yeah, he was. Was he in Raising was Arizona? Was, uh, no, John Goodman was, so that's a lot whoa! faster. We just found another path. Yeah, that's a lot faster. Yeah. yeah I just bad. said three steps. We cut it down. So that way, was that it? No. Nah, I think she's just giving she, us a movie. Uh, wouldn't that be funny if there is no link? She's just fucking <laughs> with us. That is so like producer Joey. Just watch us struggle for 30 minutes where there is no link. All right, well, uh, we, we did right, one. Let, Give us another one. But can we hear the answer? Well, that, that was the answer. 30 Love. I, you just gave us our film, 30 Love. All right. Ira. Wait, no. What's our 30 Love? Did we just solve the first? W- there is no one connection. It's a it's Oh, a so, okay. Way. I see. It's a d- process. It's right. all about process, not result. Right. 30 Love is the next film. Right. And you're suggesting that, do you know this, Robert? No, that there's a I link but there's Nicolas Cage? No. We got to start with Brenda Vaccaro. Right? Who else? That's I mean, no be. offense, but it's like Robert. How Kemp. dare you? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but it's got to be with Brenda. Okay, let's think. Um, I got. I know her. Her resume. So she was. Well, probably the easiest thing to do is to go into uh, the Midnight Cowboy and get out there through John Voight or Dustin Hoffman. Right. Mm-hmm. And then Hoffman or Voight. Man, what's Mm-mm. Voight Mm-mm. No, I'm not single link there. Um, just well, so we got to go steps, right? So, yeah, I mean, Dustin Hoffman, Hoffman. I mean, Hoffman was in like. Hold on, you don't have to charade us wait, there. We'll get Joey, there. Do, wait, Joey, Joey's like trying wait, to gesture wildly, wait, but there's no no clear Joey, gesture. Joey, she's just whisper, rotating whisper, her arms. Tell me, she's Wh- she's giving the symbol like a, a basketball ref would be like, or like traveling, you know. So. Don't just keep trades. saying the, doing the same hand gestures open so like that. So tell me, Ira, let's get back what? to our world here. Yeah, okay. All right, we, we were doing just fine. No, we weren't. <laughs> we were not doing fine, and we weren't. Right, so we were into Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman was in. He was in the Wag the Dog. Uh, he was in. What else was he in with with other people? Wag the Dog had. Um, 
had De Niro and it had uh, was John Goodman in that also? Was he in that? No, no, but I know Woody Harrelson was. Woody Harrelson. Uh, what else? Man, no. I, the problem here's the problem. You know what the problem is? Nicolas Cage is always starring in movies with no one else in it. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, right. Wait a minute. I'm just thinking about um, the the Treasure movie he did with John Voight. Now was back, John Voight in it? Was he? Oh, he was. Yeah, yeah, in yeah, that. yeah. Go with me on this. John Voight starred in Treasure National Treasure. Yeah, was John Voight in that movie? Yes, he played the father. You're right. So yes. there we go. We yeah. just got. So it. I think we just did it. Okay, yes. so we went from Brenda Vaccaro. Yeah. Wait, then how do we get to John Voight? But we went from Brenda Vaccaro to oh Midnight Cowboy, Midnight Cowboy, John Voight to National and, and, to National Treasure. Treasure. That's like just three. Yes. Is that how? How about that one, producer Joey? She doesn't even, she's just like making us dance. I feel like I'm like a monkey on a string. She gives us, and we knock each, and she just goes, yeah, that's good. All right, well, now, now she reveals how, how she did it. Right? Oh. Pitch Perfect, she went from, she went to Anna Kendrick, then she went to Into the Woods with Emily Blunt. Oh my God, yes, yeah. Then yeah, she yeah. went to Safe Men with Sam Rockwell, and Sam Rockwell into Matchstick Men. So we were, we were yeah, Sam yeah, Rockwell. Yeah, 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 but we didn't um, think of Emily Blunt. Or you could go Emily Blunt, Tom Cruise in Edge of Tomorrow. Uh, Tom Cruise was in Rain Man with Dennis Hoffman. Hoffman was in The Graduate with M. Bancroft? M. Dennis Hoffman? Yeah. Wait, wait. That, that's Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman. You have Dennis Hoffman here. Oh. Yeah. De- Dennis Hoffman. But wait, that is, was with is, M. Dennis, Dennis, Dennis Hoffman, the De- guy who owns the uh, the Bunny Ranch up in... Uh, oh. What's his name? It's, it's a name Dennis like that. Hoff- I don't know. He's my hero. But Dustin Hoffman in The Graduate. So wait, what's the final link, though? I'm not getting that. Oh, and then uh, from there, Honeymoon in Vegas with Anne Bancroft and Nicolas Cage. Got it. Got it. Got it. Good. All right. Yeah. Oh, and then for 30 Love, she did Brenda Vaccaro. Brenda Vaccaro was in Cookie with Peter Falk. And then Peter Falk was in Shark Tale with Angelina Jolie. Angelina Jolie was in Gone in 60 Seconds with Nicolas Cage. There we go. And, but I liked our right wait with Brendan. I like Carl ours. Going to Midnight going, Cowboy to John, John Voight. Voight. That was that yeah. was better. I like that one. Yeah. Nice. Cool. That was fun. Whew, I hope our listeners enjoyed it. <laughs> I'm sure they did. <laughs> sure they didn't. The other third is gone. Uh hey. <laughs> let's uh you wanna do some top five? Are we gonna do top five? Yeah, man. Uh and uh and hit it. Fern. It's time to give a listen, you little creeps, to our top five. So before we get into our top five, what this week? Top five Nicolas Cage movies. Before we get into that, yes, I do think we need to mention that there were uh, there were a couple suggestions that other people made to our top five oh. of last week. Yeah, so it was almost like a letter to the editor. Yeah, this is sort of like a letter. Got to tell you, unfortunately, no, that's the wrong one. Never mind. Forget the ditty. Go ahead. Our top five this week was uh, a top five last week was. Tough choices. Choices. And, we and one I texted to you. On the way home, I think, last week. You were on the way home, and it yeah. suddenly dawned on me, man, I wish I'd brought this up. It just suddenly hit me. 127 hours. And I was, I was, I thought you were going to say that. Man, what it was a not a my list, but I said Robert's going to say he that. He was literally between a, a, a rock and a hard place. <laughs> and he had to cut his arm off. Yeah, yeah. Or die. Man, what a great hard choice. What a fil- yeah, what about a choice? But yeah. other listeners wrote in, and they gave us a few other ones. Um, how about this? This is a really good one. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Pick the Grail. Man, what a great choice. Yeah. That's wonderful. Uh, it is. I like his third, 
The box. The box. I love. Did you like it? We never talked. Yeah, it's based on a short story called Button Button. I think Roger, Richard and, Matheson. I yeah. wrote it. Mm-hmm. And it's a uh, it, it a box shows up on the doorstep, and if you press it, you get a million dollars, but someone will die. Someone, someone you, you don't, don't know, know. Someone on the planet will die, but you get a million dollars. It's really an intriguing movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, La La Land, I, True Love, or A Great I Career. I like that. Yeah? Yeah, this is a La La, True Love, or yeah. A Great Career. So there's a bunch of And then of them. for the obvious one, he suggested Sophie's Choice, which was kind of the right. given, obvious one. So but those I, think we nice. did a, I think those are really nice, I interesting ideas. Thank you to our listener. Yeah. 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 Top five Nicolas Cage movies. Nicolas Cage movies. Am I going to go first? You're first. You know, I want to say something. Yeah. The, now, the operative word is favorite. Favorite Nicolas yeah. Cage. Other movies might be, quote, better greater but this is just plain old favorite stuff and i'm going to cheat with my number five but it's not really my number five but i just know that if they had made superman lives that would have been in my top five ira no you did not you can't my number five is the death of superman lives what happened have you seen this the documentary we talked about it once yes yeah robert ira that's my number five me too that's hilarious cuddle with me (laughs) <laughs> we need to get someone else in this podcast. <laughs> this is becoming that way is too so homoerotic. weird. Now I'm going to be honest with you. I, I cheated on my number five because you're doing the documentary, aren't you? Yeah. So that, but I was doing if Superman Lives was actually first. We should back up. This was a film that was supposed to be made with Tim Burton in the in the 1990s, right. and online you can see photographs of 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 Cage in as Superman. It's really weird looking. Too. It is, but I know if that movie had gotten made, I would have loved it. It would be in my top five. Why? With this long, because it's it's Nicolas Cage going through angst. He's a fucking alien. He's digging deeper into Superman's psyche. It's not going to be this, oh, kryptonite, I'm falling in love with Lois Lane. Fuck that shit. You've got an alien here whose planet is destroyed. He doesn't belong. He's detached from society. Nick Cage would have played up those elements. I love the way Why you're looking. Why is Nicolas Cage so fucking weird? He just, it's, 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 it's his voice, his eyes, his intensity. It's, he's, I like him. Which I like is him why too. I was more frustrated with Mandy. Yeah. I was ready to like that film a lot. And I was frustrated a few nights ago. At any rate, so I'm, I'm putting that down as a cheat, but that movie wasn't made. You're putting the, the documentary, yeah. which is more legitimate. Yeah. And that's your number five. All right, what's your number four? No, my number five doesn't count because sure does. the movie wasn't made. Sure. I'm doing Superman Lives. It wasn't made. Sure. How can that be on my list? See, I had two number fives. Uh, oh, fuck it. Can I do my real number five? Sure, go ahead. Thank you. I'm cheating. I'm cheating. You're going to roll your eyes. National Treasure. I have to tell you. Can I know. you hear this? What? Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I have to tell that you. That was something. my eye roll. All right, all right, all right. Hey, at least I'm not taking the Michael Bay... Um, the Rock. Um, at least I didn't do The Rock. Okay. This is um, the whole thing with the Knights Templar and, and the Freemasons and all the treasure. That's if it's on the map is on the back of the of Declaration of Independence. Mm-hmm. It's nutty film, but it's Nicolas Cage. And I am putting that down as my number five. As a popcorn movie, what's not to like? A lot. Really, Robert? You didn't care for that movie at nah. all? You didn't? Fi- even though it was cornball and yeah, cheese, it was, was just, it just fun? No. Just too much. I just I could I couldn't really. I'll go back it. to Superman Lives. All right, go ahead, Robert. <laughs> My number four is uh, man. I really like him in this movie. 2010's Kick Ass. He plays the real life superhero and uh, his was it daughter as well or I can't remember. Now I'm getting fuzzy on the plot. But 
so many great action scenes in this movie. I really like Nicolas Cage playing Kickass. Nice. Yeah. This is, are we going to overlap? We may. I, I think we I will. I think we will later on. Okay. My number four, let's see if you can guess. 1990, David Lynch directed it. Oh. 1990, David Lynch directed it. I saw it in the theater. I liked it a lot. And I'll tell you the co-star. You ready? Yeah. Laura Dern. Is this the... Oh. Well, it had to be weird. Well, kind of... Is this the wild yes, yes. hearts can't be broken? You got it. You got it. Wild, I, wild at heart. Yeah, wild at heart. I okay. love that film. His name was Sailor, and we got these two outcasts of society. A uh, little bit of throughout the whole film, there was references to the Wizard of Oz and Elvis. He's saying Elvis songs to her throughout the film. It's a tour de force of acting. He's a it's big Elvis fan. Top, yes, in real life. The, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, as well as the character in Wild at Heart. It won the Palme d'Or at the Cannes Festival, and... Um, I just, I just love that film. Only Wild a three-minute standing ovation for that film. Oh, yeah, as, a, yeah, as opposed to... Did it really get a ten-minute standing ovation? Five. five. It got five. Mandy got five. Yeah. Mandy got five. Well, this got three. But I don't, I don't know what that says. But at any rate, that's my number four, Wild at Heart. Robert? My number three is a movie that tickled me when I saw the trailer, and I, I couldn't wait to see it. And the rest of the film really delivered. Uh, I need to go back and watch it again. It's been a little while since I've seen it. In fact, I think it's been about 13 years since I've seen it because this movie came out in 2005, The Weatherman. Did you see The Weatherman? No. Um, it's about a weatherman and his life just kind of goes to shit. And he it's kind of a falling down. It's a lot like falling down. Uh, but it's set in Chicago. And he's a weatherman and just uh, his, he's just got nothing left. And he's just like, you know what? Fuck it. And uh, just kind of starts... Standing up for himself for a change. Wow. Yeah. I think I need to see that movie. Yeah, you'd like it. I do, yeah. Weatherman. I think my number three is on your list. Uh Uh-oh. Adaptation. No. Really? One, I knew you were going to say adaptation. You did? And I love adaptation. Uh, But there's so many other... And the thing... I know this is your movie, but Nicolas Cage is fantastic in this movie. He... This is, I think, his best acting because... It's two versions of Nicolas Cage, and you can see which one is which. Why is that in your... It proves that Nicolas Cage is, is great... not insane. It proves that he's <laughs> cognizant of what's going on. Well, he knows... Uh, it proves he's a great actor. Well, Does but, it prove he's not... But ins- he understands how to keep each character straight. Right, right, right. This is a brilliant movie. Yeah. 2002. Uh, I forgot Spike Jones. I should have known that. Directed yeah. that film with Charlie Kaufman. And it was, um, what was it? The uh, the Orchid Thief. Right. And that was about, and Charlie Kaufman was actually struggling to, to turn the Orchid Thief turn into, orchid a thing into the screenplay. So that's what this film is about, where we see two versions of Charlie played by uh, Nicolas Cage. Even his hairline. Do you remember his hairline in the film? It was yeah. done so well with the makeup and the prosthetic. It was just a really well-made, ambitious film. A touch of irony that um, Adaptation was nominated for an Oscar for Best Screenplay. Now, that would be insane about yeah. life. That's like a mind fuck. It didn't yeah. win, but it was nominated for screenplay. I thought that was pretty funny. I like that film, and man, I was so certain, certain that would be in your top five. Adaptation. I love Adaptation. Yeah, I know you did. It's I not you my would. top five. Okay, let's hear yours. My number two is a movie that I love watching. I've talked about it on this podcast before. I've even mentioned it on this episode. 2003's Matchstick Men. We talked about that I recently. really like Matchstick Men. I love Sam Rockwell. I love Nicolas Cage. Um, 
and, and Allison Lohman is like this is her first role and she's fantastic. Have you seen Matchstick Men before? I have. I saw it in the theater. And she's 18 years old and she's playing this 12 year old girl, and totally believable. Totally buy it. Love that movie. Nice. My number two, I'm predicting, will be your number one. Okay. My number two, 1995 with Elizabeth Shue. No. I did not care for that movie very much. That's right. You did mention that to me. We should it's say good. It's, Las- one of, it's good. It's just kind of repetitious mm, to me. Leaving Las Vegas and uh, playing as an alcoholic writer. And with Elizabeth Shue is wonderful in that film. Um, uh, suicidal alcoholic. You know, the movie was shot in 16 millimeter. Yeah. You knew that, didn't you? Super it, 16, I think. Yeah. It won the Golden Globe. And I want to say that the, the individual who wrote the novel, Leaving Las Vegas, when the rights were bought to turn it into a movie, he committed suicide. How about that? The guy uh-huh. who actually wrote wrote the novel. I thought it was a tour de force of acting. He was really good in that film. Yeah, he was. It just didn't really... Um, I don't know. When it came out, it was... That movie came out, and then I went to film school right afterwards. So there was still a lot of the art school, the art buzz around it, and it was like, oh, that's the standard by which films should be made. And I guess when I was watching it, I just didn't. Um, I felt like I, I felt like more could be done. I felt like Tarantino was doing a lot more at the time, and he was just doing a lot more mm-hmm. uh, groundbreaking films. And this was a little bit more. It was, it was I don't subtle. disagree with what you're saying. I don't disagree with what you're saying. It was less stylized. I and I mean, I, I, my money shot for that movie is Nicolas Cage walking through the grocery store, picking up all the bottles of alcohol, putting it right. in his grocery cart. Right. Really interesting scenes and, and right. memorable Mine's scenes. Right, when he's underwater. Remember when he's underwater in the pool? Yeah, that's right. Going that's into right. that embryo yeah. state. That was yeah. a, quite a money shot as well. Yeah. And, and there were some really interesting moments, but I, I, I never feel like watching that movie. Right. So that's also of, a movie you wouldn't see again. Right. I agree. Yeah. You got the Golden Globe for that, by the yeah. way. Um, that's my number. Oh, we're not going to overlap at all. Anyway, that's my number two. Take it. My number one. Yeah. This is the only time I thought we would overlap would be yeah. my number one. We're not going to overlap. Tell me what 1987's Raising Arizona. All right. You want me to pull an Ira? Uh, is that noise that's from the, the movie? Yeah. It's the yodeling. It's that, not a yodeler. And my music. voice is shot right now. But uh, Raising Arizona is great. It is great. It is great. It's all about, you know, uh, Nicolas Cage and uh, Holly Hunter are, uh, she, he, he gets arrested and she's the, the booking agent who takes pictures of him. When he comes into prison, they fall in love, get married, have a bunch of kids. Or no, they can't have kids. They want kids. And then there's the... Uh, the family down the street, the well-to-do family that has like eight kids, so they decide to kidnap one of the eight so they can have a baby of their own. And they uh, try to raise Arizona as their own. What a movie. Holly Hunter, she can't, she's wonderful in everything she does. John Goodman is great John Goodman's great. By the way, the cinematography in that movie is just lots of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So nice choices. We're not overlapping. I'm sort of reluctant to give you a number one. Because I know you respect... Even leaving Las Vegas, even though we disagree, as well as adaptation and wild at heart and so on. Am I that scary that I'm going to judge everybody? No, you're going to. Do I really judge you? You're going to sign off this whole thing. It's going to end right now. But we're talking favorite. And that's why I started this off with favorite. Are there better Nicolas Cage movies? You bet. But this is my favorite. And the hint is 1997, John Woo directed. 
So until next week, everybody, <laughs> keep watching movies. That's right. Really face off. Face off. I oh have to. T- no, let me talk. Let me talk. Okay. All before. Right. Okay. Well, the lights are going out. He's unplugging. Robert, you're unplugging all of our. Okay. <laughs> no. Okay. John <laughs> Woo directed this thing, and um, with John Travolta. It was a tour de force. The look you're giving me right now of acting. This movie got on my they nerves. Were, they it were, really got on my it nerves. It was stylized. It was, it was insane. It was an insane premise about shifting, changing faces. And they're both making fun of the other person's acting style. They become the other person. There were a lot of clever subtleties throughout the film. And the fact it was John Woo and we even had, you know, the wind and the trench coach and the pigeons. We had all those John Woo-like scenes. Maybe you need to see this again. No. no that's, that's John Woo is probably the director that annoys me the most. He's up there. Uh, there's two. Man, I can't think of any Woo films. And I've seen a lot. Because it's what? Because we see a bullet coming to you in oh, slow motion. That's so stuff. overdone. It's like, I don't need it. Talk about masturbation. It It's very in love with itself. And this movie was in love with itself. For favorite. And again, our, my definitive word is favorite. And so that's why I put, I did put, I knew you're going to roll your eyes on that. Sorry. That's my, yeah, I should have had adaptation as my number one, but I'm still sticking to it. Face off. Number one. We did not overlap. I'm surprised. But naming really we, interesting. We half films. overlapped on number five. We did, sort Wait. of. Oh, on, oh, you're right. Well, on Superman Lives, yeah. that's really cool because I couldn't figure it out. But you did the documentary, yeah. Where I was thinking, well, if the movie had been made, that would be in my top five. There's a couple other I, really great Nicolas Cage say movies, some. and I a couple say of them too. don't get mentioned often enough. And I do want to mention a couple. One, now I will confess, there is a really bad Nicolas Cage movie that everyone else thinks is awful, but I actually kind of like. I, I don't think it's that bad. Uh, and it's it's often hailed as Nicolas Cage's worst movie. But uh, Wicker Man, I kind of liked Wicker Man. Uh, I liked the original, but I liked, yes. I liked the, the newer one. I don't know why everybody had such a hard time with it. I know he runs around going, oh, the bees, the bees, the bees. And and I get that. That's very Nicolas Cagey. But, uh, you know, he's burned alive at the end. I think he's going to scream a little bit. Um, also, a couple of movies that never get brought up. Trapped in Paradise. Have you ever seen this? I never heard of it. It's a movie with John Lovitz and Dana Carvey and Nicolas Cage. And they're stuck in this town, Paradise, and they can't get out. They've like committed a robbery and they keep trying to get out of the town. Uh, with you know, the, with the, the money, and it's almost like Groundhog Day, where they can't get out, they can't get out, they can't get out. They keep trying to leave, uh, and of course, all along the way, uh, Dana Carvey and John Lovitz, uh, Nicholas Cage is kind of like the leader of the the bandits, and they're always kind of like pickpocketing people, and and they can't stop robbing people, and it's a, it's kind of a lighthearted comedy. And another film that I don't think I've seen since 1993, but it was the first time I ever saw. Uh, and remember seeing in in a movie Samuel L. Jackson uh, right before Pulp Fiction blew up. There was a movie called Amos and Andrew. Have you ever heard of Amos and Andrew? No. Is a movie no. a, with Jack, uh, Samuel Jackson and Nicolas Cage. Samuel Jackson plays this guy Andrew, uh, who moves into this house in a big. Uh, it's kind of like Martha's Vineyard kind of thing, uh, a well-to-do society, and the sheriff thinks that it's a robbery going on because there's a black guy. And so they go, oh, shit. Well, what we'll do is we'll take Amos, this one guy, Nicolas Cage, and we'll make him uh, turn it into a hostage situation. They tell him, hey, look, if you go in and pretend that you're keeping this guy hostage, then we'll let you go free and we'll, you know, we'll let you out of, out of jail. So he does it. 
And then they put two and two together and they figure out, oh, we're both going to get killed here. They're going to try to kill us both so that they don't have to deal with any of this mess. So now they have to basically team up together uh, and and fight off the cops, which is great because it's Nicolas Cage, white guy, and Samuel Jackson in his uppity black. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, 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 yeah. What's yeah. that movie called again? Amos and Andrew. Amos and Andrew. It's kind of like Amos and Andy. Amos and Andy. Yeah. See, you knew that But it's, instead of Amos and Andy, it's Andrew. Yeah, I got that. Yeah, yeah I, I got that. He's, he's much richer. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, a few... Um, and don't worry, I'm not going to mention Ghost Rider. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> right. So, but I, I want to acknowledge, even like a, even the ones that misfire are fun for me to see him. Movie like Knowing. Mm. Did you ever see Knowing? I never saw it, but I know. It, it was a weird um, film. Um, it was two minutes in the future, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, that's the movie Next. Oh. Next, where he sees like eight seconds in the future. And I saw that on a plane uh, going to Bangkok. And Stan and I, my buddy and I were talking. We're saying, this is a ludicrous premise seeing eight seconds in the future. I think it was two minutes, wasn't I, it? Was it two minutes? It doesn't matter. But we're saying that only Nicolas Cage could pull it off. Yeah. He's like, he's making it credible. This ludicrous, insane premise is working. Uh, so yeah, one was knowing, the other was next. Uh, Moonlight, you know, moon, I love that movie. You didn't like that with Cher? Moonlight? Yeah, Moonlighting. Moonlighting. Oh, yeah. You're moonlighting. With Cher? Yeah. I forgot he was in you that. You forgot about that. Yeah, I like that That famous movie. snap out of it already. Yeah. Yeah, that was a love story. Yeah. So you yeah so yeah. um and i just want to mention too peggy sue got married oh Is yeah that, yeah yeah so look at all these we did not overlap but there are a lot of uh, nifty nick cage movies i i enjoy his craziness <laughs> too bad about mandy it's getting the reviews are incredible the critics love it oh well, there you go I mean, one review, and after I formulated my opinion, I did look at some reviews. I was just curious. And one said, well, it's obviously a, a metaphor for the anti-Trump era that everyone is so frustrated that we're fighting back. Fuck you. Now, that's him reading into it. I fucking hate that kind of self-absorbed analysis bullshit. It's a reflection of the Trump era and all of our frustration. No, it's not. No, it's not. Yeah, yeah. That, that's you reading into yep, it. Yep, yeah, yeah. Well, hey, if yeah. we missed any Nicolas Cage movies, although I don't think that's possible because I think we named just about every one of <laughs> yeah. them. But uh, if we did happen to leave one off, then send us an email. You can do that to writing us by writing us at robert at antiwavepodcast.com. Or, and, and slash or ira at antiwavepodcast.com. Or you can send us a message through Twitter or Instagram, which is at antiwavepod. Right. We're all over the place, aren't we, Robert? We're, we're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're on Google Play. Just just go to our website. Yeah. Or if you want to check out our film, 30 Love, you could do that by going to 30lovefilm.com and typing in antiwave and getting 10% off these really great DVDs and Blu-rays that we sell that have all sorts of extra bonus features. Lots of bonus like features. That. Hey, let's get how, hour, how many hours? Over three 300 hours. hours. 300 hours. No, no. just Three, <laughs> three hours. I mean, I guess if you watch it a hundred times, yeah, it watch is. it a hundred times. That's three hundred. Yeah, watch it a hundred times. Yeah, yeah, it'll hold up. Get, get your money's worth. Let's give producer Joey a round of applause. Yeah, for doing a great job today. I hear yeah. sirens. Do you hear sirens? Yeah, it's just, it's this is the end of the show. Siren. Ah, yeah, uh, yeah. So that's it. We did it. Yeah, man. Good. I love you. I love you. Let's have sex. Yeah. Do you think you're not with each mine? other? Oh. Yeah. Well, then with who then? All right, so until next time, keep watching movies. And we'll help you sort them out. One of those kind of things.